I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? Welcome in to Faith, Family, and Football. It's Clark Phillips. I'm here with the one and only Trevor Allen, my co-host, the best co-host there is. Man, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, another week in the books. Uh, the one thing I hate about college football is that you have a very short regular season and the off season's really long. But how, how are you doing? I'm great, man, and I agree with you, man. Uh, it seems like when you get into the season, you know... It just flies by, whereas the off season it feels like what you know you're you're preparing for eight seven eight months, and then the season gets here and it's like it's already gone. Yeah, that was a and and even like the the a month long layoff between the uh, Pac twelve championship and, and the Rose Bowl even seemed like a long time, and it, it kind of seemed like another uh, training camp. Yeah, because you always have spring ball, fall camp, and all that. It seemed like another fall camp. It kind of did. You know, that's a good. That's a good uh, comparison because um, it definitely did. Like you know, you go, you know, let's say you so you so you play the, uh, the Pac-12 championship, and then you have that long time off, and then we go back home to see family for a couple of days, you know, for for Christmas, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, now we got to get back into the groove of things because everyone knows a couple of days in, in football is like eternity when it comes to maintaining, you know, the leg strength, the, you know, staying in shape, keeping that muscle endurance, and so nah, man, it was like it felt like when we got into it, bowl prep, it was like, wow, okay. We've got a game next weekend. Seems so far away, but man, sure enough, it flew by, and now we're looking back and we're watching film on last season, man. What are what are some of the takeaways you've you've seen now that now that you're able to kind of settle in, you know, realize, you know, because watching film probably for you, whenever you're moving on to like the the next game, you're like, okay, got it, moving on to the next thing. But you can kind of really hone in on everything now and kind of go back to throughout throughout the whole season. And kind of figure out things you probably wish you would have caught during the season, right? Yeah. So yeah, man, I try to put myself into three like different frames of mind when I watch film. First, of course, I watch it. I watch it as a spectator. So I watch the full game, and I'm just like, okay, what can I take away? What just pops out on film? And then I watch it as a critic. Now I'm breaking it down. You know, breaking down. You know, whether it's opponent film, whether it's me, I watch it. You know, I'm breaking myself down. You know, whether it's the smallest thing to the biggest thing. And then I like to watch it as a fan. Usually that critic piece, it takes long because I'm watching it probably four or five times, you know, and I don't watch it as a fan until I feel good about, you know, the corrections, the things, the mistakes that I made until I feel like I've corrected those things. And then I watch it as a fan, of course, and I'm just, you know, now I'm enjoying the good plays and I'm, you know, cringing at the bad plays. Cringing at the bad plays. I can only imagine. Um, there's a couple of pieces of news that, that have happened around around your uh, program, uh, the University of Utah, that... Uh, we weren't able to talk about last week because we had we had Bryson and that was to me was a little bit more important. But uh, so 
you guys brought in a new running backs coach. First, let's let's talk about Coach Mack. I know that you had a really good relationship with him. He's off to USC. Just your your thoughts when you heard about that news. Man, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't think of nothing but to be proud of that guy, man. And, you know, you've seen what he's done in the last couple of years with running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start to call this place RBU, you know. And so I feel like just what he's done, his resume, his track record, it's only right that, uh, you know, he'd receive interest. I know he'd received interest before, and I'm just proud of that dude for his next step. I know it's uh, he's far from finished from what he's going to do, and he's going to do great things. And I'm just glad that I that he got to touch my life. He got to touch a lot of different lives, and, you know, he coached us, and, just a phenomenal, phenomenal dude as well. You know, I think about now. I'm just thinking about the conversations and you know, think the times that we've uh, you know really talked and everything and kind of gotten close. But I'm grateful to you know call that dude a Utah man because he he's definitely been been all of that. Does it sting a little bit that he is going to USC? I can't lie a little bit, you know, because my first ever game was against USC, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a big game for me. I felt like, and but it, nah, you know, it's a part of the business, you know. Yeah. Like and you know, guys go places and things, but I'm just I'm proud of him. I'm I'm glad I'm happy for him, and I'm glad that uh he's getting to be somewhere where it's like almost like you know for him probably a, a upgrade in terms of his salary. I don't know about the play. I can talk a little bit of trash now, yeah. but uh, nah, I'm just proud of that dude. Um, glad he's able to go to California. You know how much I love California. Being from there, you know it's gonna be great SoCal weather and all of that stuff, but. Nah, he's a great guy, though, nonetheless. So you basically wish him nothing but the best except for when you guys play him, right? That's the truth. I got to say that. You got I'm glad you added that. Nothing but the best except for when you play the Udys. Yep. <laughs> um, and then you also had uh, uh, defensive tackles coach Sione Puha uh, chose to just hang it up. Uh, you know, he's, he uh, did an interview with Hans and Scotty G on 1280 The Zone, and um, he uh, basically said that he just wanted to spend some more time with his family. He's got a son who's going to be going on a mission. He wants to be a part of that process. He's got another son who's going into his senior year at Bingham High School and just kind of wants to be a part of that. Just your thoughts when you heard about that news. Man, like me and Coach Puha haven't had as many action, many interactions as, of course, me and Coach Shaw or me and Coach Galley. But I definitely can say that just a, I'd say, a great father, a great leader. He's a leader of men. Like, there's not a, guy, a lot of guys that can do it as, as well as him. And he does he does it too without even you know without being over the top without being you know super loud he's just he has an ability to convey a message uh, to encourage you know without breaking down and he's just he's a he's a great leader and you know that's something that I've kind of pulled away and taken away from his style of leadership and you know having a diverse staff that we have I feel like um, you get to see different types of leadership you know you see you know Coach Scali's style and then you see Coach Shaw's style and then you see his style and then you see you know Coach Lou's style and then you see Coach Swan and then, like you just see different styles and it's special and then you bring a guy like uh, Ganthers on you know and it's like okay wow this team is special that's why they're having the success that we've had and I feel like um, that's what makes this team special special. Speaking of uh, Ganther, Quinton Ganther is is the new running backs coach, former Ute. Um, he he coached at a Weber State where a Colton Swan was um, for for seven years and and now uh, he he was was recently a offensive assistant for Urban Meyer with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now he comes to Utah, takes over the running back room. Just your uh, early thoughts. I mean, I I know you probably haven't had much interaction with him yet, but just when when you heard about the hire, what was your thoughts? Man, immediately I was like, man, it was like for them to bring in a guy as fast as they did after you know coach uh, after coach McDonald. Uh, came in means that I know that the staff did their homework and I know that it must be a great man and a, and, and a great coach as well because um and then when I heard that he was you know uh, at Utah before you know and that he was a legend and stuff like I was even more so excited because I'm like 
that's something that I feel like Utah does often. We bring in guys that, you know, were from Utah, or not from Utah, but played at Utah, and I think that's what makes the culture so strong. Have you seen the, the highlight clip of him trucking a BYU guy? No, I want to see that, though. That'll make me real happy. During the break, I'm going to have you I'm right. have you watch that. Cause, I got to see cause, that. Because when he ended up getting hired, that went all over. He, like, trucked a dude. Really? Like, Madden on steroids. That's Truck stick. Um, but, no, I, I actually know uh, Coach Q. Um, so back, back when the uh, pandemic happened, um, like, the early goings of it, and, yeah. and you guys were home and all that stuff, and, and everything was canceled, and we were trying to figure out, as, as a content team, uh, what, what do we want to do to keep content going since there's no live sporting events what are we going to do and um i had this idea me and uh sly who who uh it obviously does sideline reporting for radio and and does stuff with sports beat he and i had the idea of of having this great youth debate where where we had members of the 2004 team that that won the fiesta bowl yeah. and members of the 2008 sugar bowl team come together on on this live stream and we uh, debated which utah football team was the best of all time and Quinton Ganther was a part of that that uh, Fiesta Bowl team, so he came on with um, Eric Weddle, Ooh. who's actually back in the NFL now. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard about okay. that. It's crazy, man. I, we get that's probably a whole topic of its own. But speaking of uh, Quinton Ganther, while we're on it, um, I didn't know that Coach Scally played with him. Yeah, he was. A, I guess he Coach Scally told me that he was a youngin. You know, so we were at dinner with recruiting came over dinner. from from a junior college. Yeah. yeah, we were at a recruiting dinner, and Coach Scally. I was like, did you you know did you did you smack him in practice or whatever? And he was like, oh yeah, he was just a youngin. They were talking. They were you know having a little friendly trash talk. He said uh, he was like, yeah, he was just a freshman. You know, I was a senior at the time, and I was like, okay, I know what that means. You know, but you know, yeah. I think uh, it was just funny that he mentioned that, and I was like surprised that they played together. But yeah, so uh, we, we ended up doing that that debate, and uh, Quinton and I. You know, developed a really good friendship after that, and you know, still talk today. And he's just an all-around good dude. He's worked his butt off. You know, I I was really happy for him to go to Jacksonville and you know coach under Urban Meyer, and then seeing what happened with Urban, it, you know, the very first person I thought about was was Quinton. And yeah, I'm glad that he's able to land on his feet and come back to his alma mater. All right, so now that we have the uh, news and notes for Utah football out of the way, um, you and I were were, were kind of talking about. Um, of what we want to talk about now on, on this show that we don't have the whole football aspect, right? True you me. know, we will obviously bring up news and notes throughout, but what were like some of the things you were, you were thinking about, you know, talking about when you were, when you were coming in to tape this morning, man, everything, you know, I feel like something about, you know, being a ball player and something about just doing everything that I do. Uh, my dad has always taught me balance, like balance was super big and that was like the theme word for me and my little brother growing up and I feel like it's it's the thing that can make and break us especially as athletes you have to have it you know because they're, they're we're taught that being a student is first you know and the uh, first thing I thought about was you know just got into business school two weeks ago you know yeah. or a week ago now you know and I feel like the news kind of I didn't I didn't you know wasn't as you know loud with it and stuff because I had so much going on from moving you know into a new place yeah. uh to just you know seeing my brother came out here he's been out here for a week just dropped him off at the airport yesterday. I was sad. I was like, dang, I can't wait to see him again. But, you know, anyways, and so, nah, man, I haven't even had time to really debrief and just thinking about that. That was a goal, you know, my first ever, you know, interview with you, mm-hmm. you know, and my first time ever being in Utah. Like, you know, I talked about I want to come here. I want to do three years. I'm going to graduate from the School of Business, you know, and that's the goal. And then Which I is hard to, to do level. not only in four years but in three. But in three. And so, of course, with that being in three, I'm taking basically five to six uh, classes every semester. So when guys, you know, in the summer 
or in, you know, certain uh, semesters are only taking two to three so that they can focus on ball, I'm still taking five to six courses. So I have I have a full load year round. And, you know, it's it's helped me, you know, ever since I was a freshman to be able to balance. It. And I'm just grateful that my dad, you know, he he stressed that on us. You know, he put that on us. He would always make sure that we weren't just doing one thing. If he sat, if he saw me and my brother, we were laughing about that. You know, my brother was out here this weekend. If he saw us on the game for more than an hour, he's like, all right, now balance, you know. And that was 13, 14, 15. And after a while, it became like, as I was getting closer to moving out of the house, just got used to it. I'm like, okay, I would feel weird if I'm doing something for three, four hours just sitting there. Yeah. You know? And so I feel like it's really helped me, man. And I think it's a big part. But yeah, man, I was some of the things I thought about. Of course, we have, you know, there's a diverse amount of topics we can talk about, you know, because. So what what is it like moving into your your own place rather than having a bunch of dudes to come home to? You're you're on your own now. Man, we talked about it, you know, and for those that don't know, me and Trevor, we talk often. I always would tell him, you know, some of the, the I would vent to him about some of the struggles and the things that I would, mm-hmm. you know, go through with having five, six guys uh, in the house. Like, I loved it, you know, and I love it just because, you know, it makes guys closer. Um, we're like a family. Of course, the team is. And I think that's one of the reasons because a lot of guys live together and everything. But also, you know. It can get a little bit, you know, loud and, you know, when it's five men living in a house, it gets a little reckless. Things are broken, you know, oh, yeah. things happen. And so, um, but at the end of the day, man, I'm grateful for those dudes. Shout out to Max Cotton. Hopefully he listens to this. He'll send me a text and be like, appreciate you, brother. You know, I told him he can come check out my new spot. But nah, man, I'm loving it. Uh, you know, of course, it's been, you know, a pain trying to get all this furniture and stuff moved in. You came and helped me. That was clutch, the whole family. And so, um, but it's been, it's been great, man. And Actually, last night was the first night that I got to, you know, kind of really just sleep without thinking about, okay, I got to set this up. I've got to set that up in the morning. I got to wake up early. And so now it was a great feeling, man. And man, it just can't believe it just we made that I made that move. You know, I tell you what, I will move a college student any day of the week compared to my my brothers and their families and all that stuff, because. For you, it was a simple truck and trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and for my, my, my brothers, we're getting like a U-Haul truck and trailer and all yeah, sorts of stuff. And, yeah. and, it, and it's like an all-day thing rather than, you know, a couple hours, probably huh? two hours that I, I, I'm spending just uh, on, on that one day just getting your, your stuff. Literally, all you, all you had that was that was big furniture was just a bed. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, this is easy stuff. But um, yeah, so... And you know you're you know telling me some of the some of the things you're starting to go through now now that you're living on your own, which is you know you've got to pay rent and you've yeah, got to yeah. you've got you got to take care of some things and you're you know venting to be a little bit. I'm like welcome to adulthood. Facts, man. I remember now nah, I did send you that text. I was like, this is tough. This is different, you know. And so it's different. And for those that don't know, when you live with five football players, and I was in a rare case where one of our guys, uh, Maxwell Cotton. A lot of people don't know, but he was a child actor. I got to bring him on also, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, now nah, he was a child actor, and so he was kind of a, a star growing up in, in a lot of movies and stuff. He, played he was in, in like De- Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Dennis yeah. the Menace was a big one. Uh, it was another one I, as well. But I, the I, one that, I end up pulling up his, his his profile, and I forgot what it was. I could probably pull it up again. Yeah, but, but nah, he was in a lot of movies and stuff. So fortunately, he was able to buy a house, you know, out here in Utah. And so, of course, his first thought was like, okay, I can move some of the boys in. He bought a big enough house to where he could, you know, comfortably have five guys living in there. And so that was, you know, something that, of course, is different from any other rent type of situation. Of course, we don't have to pay as much when a guy buys a house that's on a football team and stuff. And so that was one of the reasons that was so comfortable for me. And so, of course, now moving on my own. There's no, there's no Maxwell Cotton rent pay, you know. There's, it's there, hey, we need our no money. There's no max discount. There's no max discount, and so you know, I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that, uh, you know, I was shoot, I was there 14 months, 
You know, yeah. and so I was only planning on being there a couple of months to stack a couple of dollars and and move out on my own. And shoot, man, it's been you know I well over I well overstayed you know my time there. Um, and I'm grateful for Max. And I'm like, man, you're you're clutch and stuff. And I ended up falling in love with just living in living right next to campus, living with a bunch of different dudes. And I felt like I always tease Max because. Every uh every couple of months, there's always one new roommate and someone's moving out, you know. And it's like they always tease us because we have the most eclectic group of dudes. Like we have, you know, from Thomas Yasmin, uh, it was Shintaro Mann, uh, one of our uh, one of our uh, older linemen. Now he's, uh, I think he's hung up the football thing and now he's just married and stuff. But we had him. Then we had Robbie Colenzo before he transferred. We had C-Bat. We had a, just a bunch of dudes. And then now we've got George uh, Ben Yeager. Right? Is that how you say it? I I actually tried to get him to confirm it, and so when when you ended up uh, introducing me to him, it was hard to it was hard to hear him because he was kind of quiet about it, even though the dude's like a musclehead. Yeah, yeah, he's. I but yeah, t- but yeah, you were like you were like pretty much on on point. Yeah, so we've got him, and then we've got you know Max, and then it's me, and then uh, it was it's Makai, but me and Makai just moved out. But it's like it was just a bunch of dudes, and every month I'm always teasing. I'm like, who's moving in this month? I'm like, anybody, is anyone leaving this month? And we're going to have some other random dude on the team that's just going to stay for a little bit. Tinder so, for roommates yeah. where you're swiping left, <laughs> swiping right. Moving to the cotton crib. And so, nah, it's like, uh, it was it was fun, man. It was a interesting experience. It was cool. Um, I still call it home. I still go there all the time, say what's up to him. And I think I don't think that'll ever change because everyone that, you know, has lived there is like, kind of kind of got like the past to come whenever and so i see roommates that were here before i even got here that pop in there he's like hey this is uh i'm like oh okay what's up man he's like yeah i used to be in that room and i'm like it's my room now you know yeah get out (laughs) it's my room now man and so nah it's uh it's pretty cool though but you know nonetheless those dudes are special dudes and uh, speaking of that max is you know uh uh, graduate assistant now yeah so proud of him and his process I'll say it again. We got to bring that dude on so you can hold me accountable. Now fans can hold me accountable. I told you to get me a whole list of <laughs> yeah. guys to get on because we've got a long off season. And so I got a mental talk- list prepared for you. And there you go. <laughs> um, do you feel like with with NIL that that's helped you more be able to live out on your own? Because I know as a normal college student, it's very hard to do that yeah. to where you're living at, at your own place comfortably. Yeah. I mean – without living in like a closet or something like that? That's the truth, man. And definitely NIL has opened doors and opportunities uh, financially that I feel like before, you know, everyone was looking at that as a broke college student. No one's rich now. I don't feel like, you know, probably except for a couple of big-time SEC quarterbacks. Yeah. But no one's, you know, in a situation where now it's like, okay, I don't even need to go NFL anymore. I can just buy my mom a house. Not, nah, but it's like we're living a lot more comfortable, I feel like, as a, as a whole, as, you know, college students, I feel like guys can – you know, make those moves solo dolo and and, and that, do things. That and you guys are not searching the uh, couch cushions for change. Yeah, for change and yeah, not. Oh, I want to go get some donuts. I got to find four quarters. You know, and so <laughs> like uh, so it's a little bit different, man. And and I'm grateful for it. I remember um, it wasn't a part of my decision, but I remember my decision. Like I was, you know, talking about when we were talking about as a family. Like, dang, I wonder when this nil stuff is going to pass. Wonder what they're going to do. Wonder if they're just going to put athletes on salary. Wonder if because remember it was you know all kind of up in the air. There was a lot of debates. You know, talking about the amateurism of the sport that takes away the fun of it. Now it's just you know a, a under uh, basically a level under the NFL. It would just basically turn into you it's know, basically another business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, you know, everyone has their own opinions on that. I uh, was just grateful that what a year in, basically still a freshman, and I got the opportunity. Yeah. So technically, I still got the opportunity as a freshman, and so I'm just grateful for that. Of course, um, yeah, man, and 
it's just crazy to look at the, all the things that have happened in the two years that I've been here and all the good things, the bad things. I'm like, I can't think of too many bad. I'm like, if any, I can't think of because I don't look at it as bad. It's like those were learning experience. Those are things that helped me grow. Um, and yeah, man, we've had a crazy experience and I'm just, I just keep on thinking back to, you know, our first time, uh, talking and stuff yeah. on the interview, man, two years ago, you know, and I don't want to hear that clip, you know, I don't want to oh, hear gonna, talk. We're going to play it back probably next week. We're going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut up that interview that uh, you and I had two years ago on the uh, Crimson Corner podcast. But I bring um, it up, one, man. one that I, I a, a, a podcast I'm hoping to bring back eventually. Yeah. But, um, it's just crazy. Yeah. Isn't it fun though? When you make a goal, man, and, uh, you accomplish it, whether it's a small goal or a big goal. Like uh, that's why I feel like I'm, you know, I'm a little bit crazy with it. But I have a whiteboard and I, I'll write down certain things. Or even before the whiteboard, I, I write down things in my phone and I'm just like, and I'll lock the note just so that I can look at it at the end of the year. I'll set a reminder and say, okay, dang, this is what I've accomplished. Dang, I didn't get close to that one. All right, next year. And so, like, I feel like it's special. It makes everything special. Just even if it's all right, I'm gonna try to go to yoga four times a week. And you accomplish that for three straight months. It makes you feel so good at the end of it. Even if it's so painful getting up at five, six, I feel like that's where growth happens, you know. And so, um, nah, man, I bring it up to say, you know, we made I made a set of goals, you know, and I talked to my parents about it. And then I I was live with it. I, I aired a lot of those things, a lot of my goals, you know, in terms of graduating early, in terms of doing three and out and hopefully getting to the next level, you know, w- within three years and being walking away from college football with a degree in hand after three. And we're pretty darn close in business school. Now, now we just need to crack the uh, code of airing your goals as far as on the field, <laughs> which yeah, will never happen. Yeah, we'll, we may give a little teaser, like a little maybe like know, one or two, one or two. You know, some things that um, for next season, but at some point, you know, I know, I know, one of them is is to become an All American, right? That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Which you know me well enough. You're, to you're know definitely that. well on your way for that. I will. I, I will say that. though, nil. Um, I'm a big fan of it because if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be doing this show. That's real, man. That's so. real. That's real. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. I remember, um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about our conversations. I have a photographic memory, man. I remember texting you back and forth, you know, and you were talking about, man, well, when this NIL stuff gets passed, you know, maybe we can do some podcast wise, even if it doesn't, maybe we can do a podcast. And I remember as soon as it got passed, we were talking, I was like, well, when it did pass, I know where I was too. I was in the state of Wisconsin. I was, I wow. was visiting family yeah, I think and I, I remember was like, that. I was like, hey, I'm going to – and I, I actually remember I had to drive my, my brother-in-law back to college because he was, he was on, like, break or whatever and had to go back, and he wanted us to see his, his school. Yeah. So me and my wife had to drive four hours to his school and back. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I actually remember I was on the road. Wow. Driving when, when you and Nate were kind of, you know, having talks about, about doing this show. It's crazy how time flies, man. And so I'm like, well, well, let's do it. And I'm, like, trying to get updates as I'm going through – these cornfields yeah, in freaking yeah. Wisconsin and trying to get service. And I'm like trying to tell Jimmy, I'm like, I got to pull over because Clark's going to call me or whatever. And it, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we we're able to get it done, but we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to do another quick segment. Clark had some questions about my uh, upbringing and also some, some stuff about my, uh, my, my job, which is covering the youth. So we'll, uh, we'll kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, you guys are listening to faith family football. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. 
I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, guys. I'm here with Trevor Allen, co-host on Faith, Family, and Football. And now we're going to dive into the next segment. was curious, you know, me and Trevor talk often and, you know, something that I've always, you know, talked to him about and something that we've always compared a little bit about that we'll let you guys kind of hear is, you know, what was, you know, Trevor's upbringing like? Um, a lot of you guys know what mine was like, and I think it's uh, – it's interesting to just kind of see, you know, where it's taken us, you know, how our upbringings have transformed and helped our lives for the better. Uh, and I'm just curious, you know, as to what, you know, it's been like for Trevor in terms of getting, you know, into beat writing, in terms of getting into following sports, you know, and all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, just for, for starters, I was born and raised here in Utah in Magna. It's a uh, it's a, a small town um, just on the west side of the valley. Um and it's, you know, a lot of people will think of it as like the ghetto and which it, it kind of is as far as to like Utah standards, not really California standards or anything like that. Because there is some serious ghetto areas in, in other in other areas of of this country. But um, I would say Magnus probably the ghetto part of of, of this valley of you know Salt Lake County. And um, I went to Cypress High School. They're not known for any great sports. They're not. I mean. You know, I'm probably going to have some classmates or whatever listening to it. We know Cypress is not great for sports, especially now that you can transfer to other schools. Yeah. Not a lot of people are like, I want to go to Cypress High School. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, played basketball as a, a sophomore and then uh, moved on um, after uh, after a, a, a coaching change. And I've got two brothers, both with the, with TR in their name. Travis is my older brother. And then I've got Trent, who were, were twins. We actually talked about it last week. But yeah, as far as growing up sports, I was a big jazz fan growing up, big time jazz fan. Like I, I could tell you the colleges that all of the players, you know, went to and wow, and you know, stat. As you get older, the memory kind of fades a little bit, especially when you do like a, a career change. And I, I thought, man, growing up, I want to be the play-by-play voice of of, of the Utah Jazz. I, w- I want to do play-by-play. I want to be a broadcaster. And, you know, I've always still wanted to have the, the a dream of, of, of being a broadcaster, whether it's doing a show like what we're doing now or, um, you know, or doing play-by-play for a team. And so, I, uh, you know, normally people are like, well, may, maybe you ought to go to college and stuff. I wasn't great in school as to where I, I could set myself up for a scholarship, yeah. whether it was an academic or a, a uh, athletic scholarship. Definitely not athletic. I, I was decent, but um, after that it wasn't really – nothing was there but so I, I figured you know I didn't want to deal with all of the you know student loans and things like that so I kind of bet bet on myself I said well, back back then you didn't really need to do a uh, internship to get college credit you could just get it just to have the experience and so yeah I bet on myself I didn't go to college and I uh I got an internship with a, a local sports station here um, I'm not going to mention who because they are their competition 
But um, I was there. I so and, and back then they didn't they didn't pay the interns. Wow. And so for ten That's the months, true definition of betting on yourself, right? For ten months, I had three different jobs, and I was only getting paid for two of them. I was I was pushing wheelchairs at the airport. Wow. For just tips, basically. So people who who needed to get from gate to gate who really couldn't walk or whatever, you know, you have those those, those wheelchairs. I wore a nice tie and vest and all that stuff and. Um, I did that part time, and then I was also a a high school basketball official, and then I would I, w- I would work at at the at the radio station, and um, you know was was covering the Utes and things like that as well, and finally got got hired on after ten months of being an intern, and started producing shows, you know, just kind of like the guy behind the behind the glass, you know, getting guests on the phone and yeah. getting you in and out of breaks and things like that, and booking guests and. Um, I did that, and then I uh, I I chose to leave the business, um, saw the end of the road, and then went to uh, went into marketing for about three months, and realized. And it's funny because Jamie and I were uh, sitting in bed one night watching TV, and um, I was still working at at this marketing place. She's like, "You're not happy." I was like, "What? No, I'm fine. I'm you know I'm doing a nine to five job. I'm I'm here at night with you and Parker." And she's like, "No, you're not. You're not doing sports." She's like, that's what you need to do. She's like, you you need to get out of this and you need to go back into sports. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm I've already come to grips with it. I was three months into this job and kind of came to grips with you know, I'm I wasn't cut out for sports. You know, nobody wow. nobody was uh, knocking down my door to try and get me to come work for their organization and and I was like, you know, I'm I'm now a a, a family man. As long as I can deal with the job, that's fine. And so Jamie behind my back went online and started looking at jobs and there was an opening at at KSL and they they were they were starting a new site story man and uh so she then applied but but like like the whole thing is is I had done some work with uh, KSL part-time before and when I was going to go to that marketing job um they also offered me a job and I turned them down stupidly by the way I will say that right now if I can go back I would do it differently but and so I'm like I was telling Jamie I'm like they're not going to hire me back like if if I do that and so she's like what is the worst they're able to say no so I got an interview I had my my uh, tail tail between my legs I said I screwed up you know I wouldn't do it again and and they hired me and then uh, so I, I was just producing content and and then we ended up getting a a new uh, sports director Nate Nate Dowdle who you guys have heard many times on this show he uh, came in and was like hey we need a a U beat writer. Um, you've obviously covered the Utes from your time in radio. How about it? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so um, the rest is history. And, you know, I love what I do. I, I love being able to talk to, to student athletes and and uh, be able to write about their uh, journeys to to get to, to their goals, whether it's the NFL or whether it's to the NBA or to, uh, you know, to the pros or just to, you know, being a, a part of the workforce, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the the long story of it, I guess. I obviously did a lot of the talking there, but yeah, that's kind of my my journey in a little bit of a nutshell. Man, that's an interesting journey, and I think it's special. And I like to uh, to just compare, and I think it's special to hear 
both sides, you know, because you're a beat writer. You you love to write about athletes. That was your dream to be a play-by-play, you know, type of, uh, you know, situation. And so for me, like, of course, my goals were since the longest, since as far as I can remember, was to play in the NFL. And, like, I feel like a lot of people don't get to hear about the people that say, hey, you know, I want to be the guy that writes about them. I want to be the guy that's, like, commentating in those games. or You know, so I think that that's special. And, of course, that's something that I've always, you know, thought that, you know, I could get into after ball as well, you know, thought about, you know, maybe doing a commentating job or something like that and so nah man that's special and I, and I love it man and I think uh if everybody was like you man everybody would be you know man doing everything that you're doing because it's just special to be able to do as much that you do man a lot of people don't know but you 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 manage a lot and I was actually glad that uh when we started to communicate early on I'm like man this dude is special and I remember the first time we talked I was telling my dad I'm like it's a good man, you know, and I can just tell you, you know, good people when you come across one, you know, you know, good man. And so I'm like good family man. And my dad's always, you know, been a very, very good tell uh, or good uh, comparison whenever I look for like when I was looking for coaches or for, you know, coaching when it came to recruitment. Um, when I was getting recruited, I always wanted to care. I would compare, you know, the coaches to my dad. I'm like, can is this dude anything like my dad? Is this dude like, you know, and not that they have to be, you know, bald like my dad, but <laughs> just, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, quality being that, traits. Be, being, being that other father figure. Yeah, being you. another father figure. And so, you know, I, you know, that was one of the things that got me, you know, sold on Utah is Coach Shaw. He's like a, I call him, you know, my Utah dad. Like, yeah. And so, you know, I could say the same about you. You're, you know, a special dude. You're, you're, you're the epitome of a father. Um, working man, you know, you talked about a job that you did for three months and you were okay with not being extremely happy just to feed your family. And so that's special, man. And that's something that my dad would have done. And that's something that he's already done. And that's something that, you know, a lot of men do and a lot of men won't do. And that's what separates the great ones from, you know, the average, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, by the way, uh, this, this show is powered by kslsports.com music provided by Bryce Phillips, who is a week away from, uh, heading out to Tennessee state. Shout out to him. And you guys can follow Clark on Twitter at ClarkPhillips21 and on Instagram at ClarkPhillips the third. Any final thoughts? Nah, man. I think this was a, a great start to the off season. Um, I know we've all we've all had ideas. You know, we both have you know compared ideas and had ideas about the direction we should take it and, and you know how we should continue. And I love uh, the direction that we're starting off on. And I think it's special. I think this will allow people to kind of understand who we are as people. Um, and just kind of give people a closer look at, you know, the individuals that we are and, you know, what keeps us going. Yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, if you guys want to get the whole inside scoop on on what it's like covering the, the 2021 Utah Utes, I, I wrote a story. Uh, it was about 2,200 2, words um, that I, I ended up posting on, on a KSLsports.com, and I had to actually narrow it down. It was at like 3,000 words, but uh, you guys can check that out. I, I, I put a lot of work into that, just jotted down some thoughts on what it was like covering the team. So. Um, you guys can go check that out over at, at kslsports.com. And that's where you guys can find th- this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. If you guys are, are big fans of the Utes or just about Faith Family Football, we want to have you guys here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next week here on Faith Family Football with Clark Phillips III.